0: Welcome to Chapter 11 of Supernatural Academy by Maria Grant. If you have not listened to Chapters 1 through 10, I highly suggest you listening to those so you can understand what's going on. This story has been a whirlwind so far and it's really just getting started. Um, It's still at the beginning stages so there's so, so, so much going on to happen and I'm so excited to be reading it for you guys. Um, so we are going to do a little recap. If you listen to chapter 10, I'll let you know that I was going to do a little recap, um, before I got into the meat of things for chapter 11. So the story centers around Kaya Kotel. She is an Indonesian and Caucasian mixed American, um, coming from New York to North Carolina, uh, she's 14 years old. Her father was murdered and as soon as he died she found out that she was a magical. Also known as, known as like a witch or a warlock. Um, but in this story they're called magicals. So she's a magical. Um, She learns that she has the gift to be able to control everything in nature. So she can control the earth. She can control the weather. She can gather energy from the earth around her, from everything around her. And it boosts her power, but not only hers, because she... Can connect and grab a hold of that energy, it can also boost other magicals' powers as well. So she's discovering who she is as a magical, she's discovering who she is as a person she's still discovering her history learning about this whole other side of her her this whole other side of her father and the reason why he was killed and it's just everything at once and she's just trying to absorb everything as much as possible she has roommates they're all also high school age Um, her best friend now is sophie wonderful girl she, Sophie is just like a firecracker She's always ready to go She's really short and compact But she's large in personality um, Sophie's amazing And her mother is the headmistress And we learn that there's some twins Anders and Declan um, We learn about Yates And his family has this powerful coven Certainly not wanting to mess with them Um, we have Malcolm who can read thoughts and Malcolm is just, everybody needs to stay in line type person. And we have Declan Lord. (laughs) Declan is a mess and he comes from an abusive household. So sometimes he pretends to be real tough just to hide the fact that he's scared. Um, so those are the... The main characters of the story, and we're also learning about Chase. He's a werewolf, and so Chase has been really trying to get Kaya's attention. And werewolves and magicals hate each other because a group of evil magicals called Druids. Um, they once started killing werewolves and they were doing that to use them as sacrifices which comes into the big play the killings have started again or maybe they haven't uh, but a werewolf has gone missing his name is max and reed tutors max so reed is very, very concerned right now so that's where we are at this story where werewolves are gone missing again werewolves used to be killed By druids, Um, we're learning more about Kaya and her history. We're still learning about the other people who live at the house, and their background, Um, and everything's just coming together so far. So I am going to go ahead and get started on chapter eleven. And chapter eleven is called Dreams and Death. So we're going to be really getting more into Anders. Um, in his prophetic dreams, learning more about Kaya's upcoming death. You know, will they be able to part it? the Nair? What's What's going on with that? So we're going to be reading a lot more, learning a lot more, getting into everything. Some new characters are kind of come up. Um, so I'm excited to read for you guys. Alright. Trees are all around him, which is normal for these parts. His heart is pumping hard and fast in his chest. He's lost. He's scared. He thought he heard Reed calling out for him, but that must have been a trick. He trips. The sounds of crunching leaves surround him as a high pitched, eerie voice begins to laugh. His glasses fall off his face. Books long forgotten. He runs. He sees a long, bony hand that cannot possibly be real in front of him. He screams, but his voice gets muffled, so his mouth is open, but nothing is coming out. He's terrified. He's staring the personification of horror in the face, and he can't seem to do anything but pee his pants As he cries. His vision is blurry, but he makes out a single scar, caressing the person's face. Then he feels a pinch and blackness takes over completely. Anders wakes up alert, gasping at his throat and writhing in pain. He's being pinned down by concerned Reed and Kaya, who are both looking at him with confusion. He has to take a few breaths before he can even muster up what he's trying to say. (laughs) Anders gasps out. He feels tears wanting to roll down his cheeks and his throat feels tight, but he ignores the symptoms. He will not cry. I thought you were looking for information on the druids. Caius stops talking as her as trails laugh. Oh no. She says in a somber tone. The two must be connected, which only means one thing. He's dead. Reed he whispers into relief, in relief and disbelief. They killed him. Please tell me you saw who killed him. Rita's shaking Anders, which is making Kaya slide to the very edge of the bed. Instead of falling, she stands and heads to the bedroom door in order to yell for Sophie to come up here. I- Anders can't even speak right now. It felt so real. It always feels so real. I- He tries to say something again, only to have the others come barreling into the room. Even Declan has shown up. Take your time. Sophie stays with the understanding expression on her face as she enters the room. He was in the woods, led there by something pretending to be Reed. Anders chances a quick glance to his heartbroken brother before looking away. He was trying to run away, but got caught by two people something with a scar on his face, and his skeleton hand grabbed him, and another slit his throat. Sophie's gasp is the loudest. Did. Did. Reed dares a question. He didn't suffer. Anders reassures. Felt like a pinch. Good. Gate states with a sad look on his usually stoic face. Where is he? Declan wants to know. The woods. Not sure where. Anders response. God. Sophie runs a hand on her face. Who's going to tell his parents? The Alpha. No one responds. Her questions weren't meant for a response. She's going to have to call her mom and let the woman know the new updated situation. I'll call my mom. I'll call mine as well. Yates states as he heads for the door. She might know a person with a and skeleton hand. We'll see. Sophie and Gates exit the room, and Malcolm and Declan trail behind them. Kaya sits on the other bed and hugs her knees. His read and answers comfort each other. Do you think that'll be the thing that kills me? She can't help but question out loud. She feels kind of guilty for questioning it, too. A little boy was just murdered, and yet she's wondering about herself. Is that selfish? She's not even sure anymore. Eners' crestfallen face seems to sink even further. God. Eners breathes. I wish I knew. The room is silent. Still. Somber. No one says anything further. They all just listen to the sounds of each other breathing. So for the rest of the evening, everyone sleeps with heavy hearts and minds. It's now the day after Anders' vision and Max has been found bled out and buried in the woods far from school. Apparently his alpha is going on a rampage demanding blood in return for whomever thought it was okay to attack one of his pack. Kaya feels like he's treating Max's death like someone took his property instead of a little boy being murdered. That's none of her business though. Right now Kay and of the rest are sitting at Gates's house while his mother introduces them to some of her coven. Emoji is there, looking identical to Mrs. Murray. Then there's also Mathery, who's four foot ten with wrinkled tan skin and gray hair, that's in a bun. Declan, Hun have you spoken to your father? Mrs. Murray asks. Declan has an ice pop hanging out of his mouth as he replies, "Huh." Declan muffles his answer. No, I haven't. <laughs> Mr. Murphy grumbles. That old bastard of yours is working with the hunters group from up north. attracting tracking a small-time coven of magicals. Declan casts his eyes to the ground, embarrassed. My mother of yours is doing all she can to persuade him and to turn him from doing it. Bless her heart. I have no idea why she's still with that asshole to begin with, Emoji adds. She's so kind and he's so wicked. Their marriage has nothing to do with you, Emoji. Mrs. Murray warns. Emoji opens her mouth to say something else but decides against her after seeing the sadden expression harboring Declan's face. The boy has been through enough. She doesn't need to add salt to any wounds. Hmm. Well, I've been doing research. Emoji changes topics. There's definitely something benevolent going in the woods. I tracked it to a couple of towns over. I'm gathering a team to investigate further. Why here in the woods? Kaya ponders. Because this school is crawling with cursed blood to kill. Emoji answers. I'm researching now what creatures might fit with Andersol. I've seen that creature as well, Madari's shaky voice creaks out, I had a vision of a hidden figure that cloaked itself, but had a skeleton hands and two scars making an X on his face, it was suffering, good, emoji cheers, I want that piece of shit to suffer, Language, Mrs. Murray chastises. Here, here, Declan lifts his bottle of water in a mock cheer. Down with his head. Hmm. Ray scratches the bottom of his chin as he begins to think out loud. I think I read something about a creature with an X on his face. It was in a book Malcolm let me. Malcolm raises a brow as he tries to search his brain for the book. You see, Malcolm has etiac memory probably in relation to his power he remembers everything ha I got it Malcolm keeps his eyes closed as he filters through what he had once read a fallen angel named Yaris once fell in love with a demon his once pure heart got tainted black and has spent his entire time causing mayhem on humans One day, a war broke out in another realm and Yaris wanted to fight, Malcolm explains. Yaris marked himself with an X to declare his side, Malcolm continues. The longer he fought, the more his body grew weak. So his demon lover convinced Lucifer to put a protection spell on Yaris. Yaris would have strength and power, but his body would slowly decay. It was punishment for fighting a war he didn't belong in. Crazy. Sophie says as she gets engrossed in the story, there's more. Malcolm lets her no. Yaris felt grateful to Lucifer and pledged his life to him. That's becoming something new. A trickster. Rate remembers Yaris is a trickster demon who has a demon lover. A demon lover who was cast away. For his killings of over 10 million humans by his hand alone. Malcolm finishes. Shit. Kaya whispers, Language. Mrs. Murray says instantly, But you have the right idea, my dear. I should have put two and two together. Of course, Yaris. Wait. So this is related to Yaris. And does that mean the trickster wants his lover back? Sophie thinks out loud. Dude. Declan places a hand on his forehead. A walking skeleton is the bad guy? Seriously? Kaya wants to laugh. Because the f- idea is so funny. But at the same time, this skeleton is thousands of years old. Pissed and might be the one to kill Kaya. So she doesn't laugh. Instead, she just sits and ponders on whether or not this is the one who's going to kill her. Or is it something else?